on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swing a broken bat ground ball, hit to second. That's going to be Tatis playing there and throws out Omar Narvaez, and this one is over. Yeah, the scouting system is not anywhere close to what it used to be. Anyway, Padres take game two at 7-1 San Diego. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. For the first time this year, the Brewers lose to the San Diego Padres. They had won their first four matchups against San Diego, but they fall short tonight, losing 7-1. To me, there's couple different things that I really want to get into. The starting pitching performances from each side, they're a little bit different than what you normally see. You got a guy on the San Diego side who doesn't make it out of the fifth inning despite giving up just one hit from Corbin Burns. We saw him issue three walks today. That was a little bit different. And then this game in many ways felt like some of the games that the Brewers lost during their uh, during their recent slump when it comes to hitting with runners in scoring position as they go 0 for 5. So uh, that and more are going to be uh, part of the discussion this evening. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, he's alongside. We'll bring him in coming up in just a moment. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Padres today by a 7-1 score. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Burns brings home the pitch. There goes the runner. The throw to second goes through. They'll come back home with it, and the throw's offline. A run will score with Caratini, and now Kim is going to scramble to third after the ball got away from Narvaez. 7-1 Brewers fall to San Diego. The four-game series now even at a game apiece. My name is Matt Pauly at American Family Field, joined by former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And Augie, as we look at this game, I kind of mentioned in the first segment the two things that jump out at me is uh, the starting pitching performances and the Brewers' lack of hitting with runners in scoring position. We'll, we'll talk about the, the latter first. And I, I do want to say... The Brewers recently have been hitting much better. They've been scoring more runs. They've been having a little bit more success with runners in scoring position. Certainly one tough night in that area does not mean that all of a sudden the trend is completely reversed. But at the same time, we can't run away from the fact that the team does go 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position today. Yeah, you know, this is a, you look at tonight's game, and I, Matt, and I really think this is a, the style of game that the San Diego Padres like to play. And what they're going to do, they're going to get guys on base, and they are going to apply pressure. And where are they going to apply pressure? Either by swinging the bat, moving runners over, and getting them in. They swing the bat pretty well with runners in scoring position. Or they're going to run the bases very well and steal bases. And tonight it was a little bit of the aggressiveness with stealing bases that really, uh, really helped the Padres tonight. They stole five bases. They lead the major leagues with 56 and had a lot to do with the with the how the outcome of this game went but you know you look at what Corbin Burns did Corbin Burns did tonight he he walks gives up four free passes three by walks and the other one by hit by pitch all four of them all four of them score and how do the Part of that, how do they score? They score off the two hits that he gave up in the six innings. Just a weird kind of funny night that happened, and uh, those things do happen, and uh, we do have to look at the Brewers and runners in scoring position. They had a good opportunity in the fifth, and then they had the big home run by by Shaw. But other than that, uh, it was tonight was a San Diego Padres-style game. 
855-616-1620. That's the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll grab our first phone call of the night. Blake is in Columbus. Hey, Blake, you're on WTMJ. Hey, am I on the air? Yeah, you are. All right. You know, I just want to talk about this whole uh, Omar Narvaez situation. Honestly, he was really the player of the game for the Padres tonight. You know, four of those runs that they got tonight, you get to chalk up to him and his terrible defense is playing it behind the home plate tonight. Just really bad showing, and I think they got to give uh, Manny Pena a little more consideration or take a look at what they're doing behind the plate. That was just laughable, laughably pathetic. Not worth my ticket tonight. All right, appreciate the phone call. Omar Nervais did not play well defensively today. I think there's no way to, to say that he did, obviously. I, that, that error that was assessed on him, uh, it could have been assessed on the throw. They call it a fielding error. That easily could have been uh, a throwing error. There was a lot of culpability that went with that play. Uh, there were some wild pitches that got by him today, uh, some runs scoring because the ball got away from him. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, Nervais did not play well. Augie, I think... Uh, when you look at players who have performed throughout the season, Narvaez has been fine defensively for the most part. He has letdowns on occasion, but his bat has more than made up uh, for what maybe he does at times not do defensively. And again, I think he's been fine for the most part this year. Yeah, when you look at him offensively, that's one reason the Brewers went out and tried to trade and, and traded for him is because he had that good bat and he's showing what he after struggling last year, really swinging the bat well this year. But you know, I re- I really like what he's been behind the plate. He hasn't had too many games where he's really struggled. Today, he, there are a lot of pitches in the dirt. Took some funny hops and he didn't block uh, a couple balls that got by him, and and those are quite evident. We saw that during the game. Wasn't one of his better games, and and usually he throws the ball pretty well. Uh, they got some good jumps. Uh, one thing on Corbin that he will have to work on, it looked like the San Diego Padres felt that if they got on base, no matter what it was, they were going to use their speed and their aggressiveness to help them score some runs, and it did was effective tonight. Uh, but usually, uh, when you look at that Omar, he's been really catching the ball pretty well, framing pitches, calling good games, and, uh, and really throwing the ball pretty well. Tonight was not a good night for him. No, it wasn't. He probably should have put the one ball in his pocket when uh, when he threw down to second, and then they were able to get the double steal. And there was the error on the play that resulted in the runner going to third, and then you had the hit uh, a moment later. So the caller is right when he's frustrated about uh, the play of Omar Narvaez this evening. It was not a good game for him. I would say this is an outlier. and. Uh, you, you can't find a baseball player that plays a great game every single time out. I wouldn't be shocked to see Manny Pena back in the lineup uh, tomorrow uh, just based on the fact that Nervais at the plate today goes 0 for 4. He has two strikeouts, has a tough day defensively. Might be a good opportunity to, uh, to give him a day, and we'll see whether or not that's going to uh, end up happening uh, tomorrow. They do face off against a, a right-hander, so uh, not an automatic thing where you see Pena start, against, uh, start a lot against lefties, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Manny Pena in the lineup coming up tomorrow. 855 It's the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers, they come up short today, losing to the Padres 7-1. We'll, talking about, we'll talk about the uh, starting pitching performances from each side. We'll do that next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. <laughs> A 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Fastball just off the plate. Myers went out there and chased it. And it's a couple of strikeouts for Corbin Burns in the top of the fourth inning. 
Brewers lose to the Padres today by a 7-1 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ Live at American Family Field. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine uh, with us as well. And Augie, let's get into the starting pitching uh, today, really from both sides, because I thought it was interesting. Uh, Corbin Burns issues three walks. That's that's very unlike him, a guy who set the major league record for most strikeouts without a walk to start the season. Uh, you mentioned also a hit batter in there as well. Those runs came around to score. He only gives up two hits. You don't see four runs on two hits in it very often. And then on the other side of things, you got Joe Musgrove, who doesn't even make it out of the fifth inning despite only giving up one hit. How often does a guy get pulled in the fifth inning giving up just one hit? Uh, this, was a, this was a weird day for each of the starting pitchers. Yeah, really strange for starting pitching. You know, let's start with Musgrave. You know, he looked like Musgrave. It looked like in that fifth inning, though, he was laboring a little bit. He had a little problem with command of his pitches, and uh, that's when he walked uh, Corbin, and I think right then the, they felt that with the great bullpen that they have, it's the best, it has the best ERA in all the Major League Baseball, that they were going go to the, go to that matchup with Hill on, on Wong on that, and it did pay off for him. And you got a bullpen like they have and the way they've been playing and they lead the major leagues, they're going to use that bullpen to whenever you feel. But it looked like Musgrave getting into that fourth inning was just fourth and fifth inning was struggling just a little bit to command the strike zone and just a very unique that a guy comes out of a ball game pitching four and two-thirds at one hit and one walk and uh, only goes doesn't make it through the fifth. But I thought Corbin threw the ball really well. I thought he was crisp. I thought it was sharp. And, it, you know, when you throw the ball like he, like he did tonight, four of the six innings he had perfect innings, and in those four innings, he threw 44 pitches. In the third and the sixth inning, he threw 51 pitches, and that all goes down to something so unusual And what the San Diego Padres do well. You get guys on base, and you apply pressure, and how did they do it tonight? They ran, they stole some bases, and they came up with some two big hits, one by Hosmer in the sixth, and one by Profar in the third. We do try to find the positives, and I think... uh in terms of things that are maybe going to impact the games moving forward over the next two days, Brewers get to the San Diego bullpen early, two days in a row. Uh, Craig Stammen today, one of their better bullpen guys, he throws two innings. He, we probably won't see him tomorrow, uh, and they've had some success against him as well. Uh, Josh Lindblom, I would argue that's actually one of his better outings. He has struggled this year. He's got a 9.72 ERA. He has not pitched well. Uh, he very easily could not have given up that run, that first run that he gave up. Uh, he didn't get much help around him when it came to that. Uh, through a, a scoreless final inning, so it not it was not a good day for the Brewers today. But you mentioned it, Corbin Burns pitches all right, and there were there was a thing here or there that the Brewers certainly did all right. Well, I think the one thing with Corbin, I think when he looks back on this, and one thing we always know about Corbin Burns, he's a strike thrower. He gets ahead of hitters, and then he has the great stuff. He has that great cutter that he uses, and he throws it a lot tonight. He threw a lot. He has a good fastball, curveball, and changeup. 16 out of 24 hitters that he faced, he was ball one on. That's so unusual with him. He's usually pretty much dialed in. I think if he looks back at this, he'll say, oh, the one thing that I did wrong is, sure, I walked to two guys, I hit a batter, and they gave up a big uh, big hits in those innings, but I was getting behind early in counts, and I think that's one thing he'll look at, and he will correct for next game, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought Josh would move through the ball well tonight. He had a good breaking ball, really used the strike zone well, got a bad break, and he overthrew that curveball a little bit, got back, and the, they were able to score. Tatis was able to score in a wild pitch, but I thought he threw the well, ball very well also. 
Brewers come up short today as they do end up losing to the Padres by a 7-1 score. When we come back, we'll hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Swing and a bouncer. This is hit to short. And to second for one, that's all they'll get. And that's all they'll need to end the inning. 7-1, Brewers lose to San Diego. Series even at a game apiece. My name is Matt Pauley coming your way from American Family Field. Brewers manager Craig Council spent some time speaking with the media just a little while ago. Opened up his thoughts talking about the uh, the peculiar final line and pitching performance from a starting pitcher, Corbin Burns. I would describe it as a little an odd outing, too. I mean, for, for what he's done this year, the... You know, he just was a touch out of sync, and so there was the, the walks and the hit by pitch. Uh, those those base runners ended up really hurting him. Um, so it was a little uncharacteristic. His, his stuff was still good. He just was missing the strike zone a little bit, um, and it and it cost us. And then they got some well timed hits. Craig, that uh, the double steal was a big play in the game to get their first run. How was that play supposed to go? Uh, like, like, what do you guys talk about? to defend that yeah i mean that's the situation just left the up so um you know we we i think i still think we make if we complete the play there's an out there the willie's throw was a little bit on the wrong side of the base so that that you know the otherwise i think he's out um so but it, they made a really aggressive play um and uh it paid off i mean you, you can you can not throw and you can just let him steal the base um you know, with a left-hander up, you're, the third baseman's way off the line. You can you can just throw right to third and, and see if they're going to try to score a run. Um, they did a nice job, disguised it well, and and you know, we, we didn't execute the play, and they got a run. They're a pretty unique team in how much they run. Uh, how much pressure does that put not only on Omar, but your pitchers to be quick to the plate? Yeah, I mean, they are. They're they're. They, they've got great team speed um, and they're aggressive, um, and uh, it, it is a factor when you play them for sure. Um, you know, we, you make it. I think pitchers always make a choice, you know, and executing pitches. And um, you know, I think if Corbin's executing his pitches, I'm not sure the stolen bases completely matter. But but on a night when he's um, you know a little bit off, it, it that that part of the game costs him a little bit too. Craig, what did you think of how Yardley threw tonight, just considering the layoff? Yeah, I mean, you know, the inning was, you know, worse than it should have been. Um, but you know, we we just got to get him. We got to get him out there. Um, there was there was you know there was some good pitches and there was some some mistakes. But you know, we just got to keep getting him out there. Um, you know, and we got to get him in the right places in the game. Manager Craig Council just a little while ago speaking with the media. I thought it was interesting when he talked about how if Corbin Burns is how we normally see Corbin Burns, well then stolen bases and the activity on the bases don't really have the impact. But when you're not quite on, 
it has the impact. And we saw that today where there were some, we can talk about Omar Nervaez not having a great day defensively, and he didn't, but there were some pitches in the dirt that got away that allowed base runners to move up. That uh, There was the play, obviously, where one run scored, and there was the air that allowed the runner to move to third. Uh, that's And then there's a hit the next moment. Like Even if you have that hit, that hit doesn't hurt as much if you're in a different situation, even if the runner is just at second uh, at, at that point. So, the fact that Burns was not sharp and didn't have uh, his normal kind of profile of pitching in a day, that does allow the Padres to take one of their strengths, which is team speed, and uh, go and utilize it and uh, take advantage of some opportunities that were there. All right, we are doing something brand new when we come back. We were planning on doing this. We're going to sprinkle this in on occasion throughout the year. Uh, it's called Matt's Measurable Metrics. What in the world is that? We'll explain in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers lose to the Padres 7-1. We're going to change things up a little bit here. We're introducing a new feature into the show. We're going to sprinkle this in on occasion, maybe after one-sided games as we saw today. I hear this all the time from folks. Maybe myself, certainly other people, will use baseball terms, different metrics, and, and baseball is so analytically driven right now that sometimes we use terms that a lot of people don't understand. So uh, uh, we've made the decision, Greg Hill, producer extraordinaire, may, helping with the decision, that during the course of the year, we're going to dive into some of these uh, numbers or terms that maybe you're not familiar with, maybe you are familiar with, and you'll just hear kind of an explanation. But trying to do a little education here on some of the uh, different terms that are used in baseball and what they mean. So let's get to the first ever edition of Matt's Measurable Metrics. Some baseball fans are number crunchers. Add that up and you get 1092 divided by 3, 364. Others, not so much. I think it's killing the game. You know, it's to the point where just put computers out there. You know, just put laptops. Super nerds. Can't stand them. There's a lot of measurables out there. Let's make sense of it all. It's time for Matt's Measurable Metric. Tonight's metric is... Batting average on balls in play, also known as BAPIP, which measures a player's batting average exclusively on balls hit into the field of play, removing outcomes not affected by the opposing defense, namely home runs and strikeouts. Yeah, so to kind of put this into very simple terms, let's say somebody has 10 at-bats. In their 10 at-bats, they had two home runs, three base hits, three strikeouts and two groundouts because they had the two home runs and the three singles their batting average would be 500 but when you're talking about BABIP you would remove the home runs and you would remove the strikeouts so all of a sudden of those 10 at bats you get rid of two of them for the home runs you get rid of three of them for the strikeouts so that leaves five you have the three singles so your BABIP in that situation would be 600 so your batting average 500 your BABIP 600 in that uh, in that spot. Matt Polly, is this a useful metric to gauge a batter's skill level yeah absolutely because it shows that when you do put a ball in play how hard you're hitting the ball whether or not you've got the correct launch angle all those sort of things it's a great opportunity to uh for a batter to actually get hits that don't just become hits because they happen to go over the wall so with a batter with a low bapip can they still be considered a good hitter Yes, if they are a power hitter. That's a, if you have a low BABIP, but you are still going to be a productive hitter, 
uh, more often than not, it's going to be because you are hitting a lot of home runs and putting it over the wall. Is this more of a batter stat or a pitcher stat? I think it's more of a batter stat because, again, it shows the ability of a hitter to put balls in play that result in hits, which is obviously something very important for hitters. However, I think BABIP against for a pitcher is an important statistic as well because if you have a low BABIP against as a pitcher, what that tells you is you get a whole lot of soft contact. And uh, for many pitchers, that is how they go about being successful. And wrapping it up, does wearing a new era local market edition hat improve or harm your BABIP at the plate? It harms it because those things are <laughs> atrociously ugly. And the Brewers one that was floated as somebody who lives in the 262, it only had 414. 262 represent. What's up? <laughs> what a great first edition of Matt's measurable metric. All right, there it is. First one in the books. Brewers lose to the Padres 7-1. We're going back to the game with the highlights next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-1 Brewers lose to the Padres pitching matchup. Looked like it was going to be a good one. Corbin Burns going for the crew. Joe Musgrove getting the start for the Padres. It would be the Padres who would break through first. Scoreless going to the top of the third inning when Victor Caratini walks. And then Hassam Kim is hit by a pitch. So that puts runners on at first and second. Joe Musgrove tried to get a bunt down. He was unable to do so. Then Tommy Pham would fly out. That would allow Caratini to uh, move to uh, third. Uh, At that point, things kind of uh, got a little crazy when it came to the Padres on the bases. Burns brings home the pitch. There goes the runner. The throw to second goes through. They'll come back home with it, and the throw's offline. A run will score with Caratini, and now Kim is going to scramble to third after the ball got away from Narvaez. Ruled a fielding error on Narvaez. Could have been a throwing error. It wasn't a great throw home. So uh, that put Kim at third with Jerks and Profar at the plate. And the one-two pitch. And it's lined just past the glove of Vogelback and into right field. Kim will come home and score from third. It's 2-0 Padres on the RBI single from Jerks and Profar. Two runs scoring on just one hit for the Padres. Outside of that, Corbin Burns was pretty much rolling. In fact, in the uh, fourth inning, he would strike out Fernando Tatis Jr. He would get Eric Hosmer to ground out, and it would bring up Will Myers. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Fastball just off the plate. Myers went out there and chased it. And it's a couple of strikeouts for Corbin Burns in the top of the fourth inning. Brewers had their best opportunity in the bottom of the fifth. With one out, Lorenzo Cain gets a base hit, then Travis Shaw is hit by a pitch. So runners on at first and second for Willie Adamas, who flies out. That's the second out, but Lorenzo Cain steals third in front of a Corbin Burns walk. That loads the bases, and it ends the day for Joe Musgrove. He'd given up just one hit, and that ends his day. Gave up that hit there in the inning to a Lorenzo Cain. Tim Hill comes on, bases loaded for Colton Wong. Swing and a bouncer. This is hit to short. And to second for one, that's all they'll get. And that's all they'll need to end the inning. That's a big moment for the Brewers, and they couldn't come through with the hit. And then the next half inning, the Padres were able to come back with a couple more runs. The inning gets started with Tommy Pham walking. He then steals second base. There's a wild pitch that allows Pham to get to third. 
jerks him pro far, then walks. He steals second base. Uh, Jake Cronworth then strikes out. Fernando Tatis Jr. hits a sacrifice fly that scores Tommy Pham, makes it 3-0, and then Eric Hosmer does this. 1-0 delivery, a smash in the right center. He's going to score another run, and it is 4-0 on a run-scoring base hit. By Eric Hosmer, that's his 27th RBI of the year. Always a solid hitter, that guy. Corbin Burns was done after six innings. New pitcher into the game, Eric Yardley, who was activated off the injured list prior to the game. He comes in, gives up a one-out hit to Kim. Brian O'Grady then comes to the plate. He doubles. That puts runners on at second and third for Tommy Pham, who has an RBI ground out. Uh, O'Grady goes to third, and then it is once again Jerks and Profar at the plate. The pitch, and Profar rips this one down the right field line. That's a fair ball into the corner. O'Grady scores easily. Extra bases for Profar as he hustles into second with an RBI double, and it's 6 to nothing, San Diego. The Brewers would not be shut out. They get their one run in the seventh inning. Craig Stammen on to pitch for the Padres, and he would face off with two outs against Travis Shaw. Stammen out of the windup. Here comes the 3-2, and Shaw hits it high in the air to deep right field. Back goes Myers at the track. It is gone for Travis Shaw. That would be the one run scored by the Brewers. The Padres would push across one more in the eighth to get to the final score of 7-1 with the win. The Padres go to 31-18. and The Brewers, they drop back to 500 at 24-24. and Winning totals for San Diego, seven runs, five hits, one error. They leave three for the Brewers. One run, two hits, one error. They leave four. Uh, the winning pitcher in this game... It goes to um, Hill, who goes to 3-2 and two after Musgrove did not go the required five. Burns takes the loss. He drops to 2-4. and four. Uh, Home runs in the game, just the one. Travis Shaw hitting his sixth of the year game, lasting three hours and six minutes, played in front of a crowd of 13,566 folks. Brewers fall short. They lose to the Padres 7-1. We'll come back. We'll preview game three of this four-game set. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio. This is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 7-1, Brewers come up short. They lose to the Padres game three of the four-game set coming up tomorrow. More on that in a moment, but we've had a couple callers being very patient throughout the last uh, 20 minutes or so. Let's see if we can grab them real quick before we're done for the day. Got just a quick moment for you guys. We'll start with Doug in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, sorry to cut you short, but you're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Yeah, I like your new series. The Babbitt, a good follow-up for the pitcher side would be the fifth. But I'm still having a problem with the trade we made, and we let you know uh, Rasmussen and Firehausen go. And I know tonight wouldn't have made a difference, but down the road, hopefully, it'll improve. But even in council's tone, it sounded like, you know, he's going to find places to put Yardley in. I, I don't know. It's going to take me a while to get over that trade. I, I missed those two guys, and I thought they were getting Rasmussen room for, uh, to be a closer. But, uh, you know, hopefully it, it gets better, and uh, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> trying to get over that trade. Uh, sure. Appreciate the phone call, Doug. Let's grab one more real quick. James in the south side. James, i got less than a minute for you. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, I, feel the, I feel the same way. I feel that... Uh, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Is it, is this gonna bite us in the butt? Because uh, Firehausen and uh, Rasmussen seemed like they were 
good pitchers and stuff. But you made a remark a while back uh, before this that, uh, oh, yeah, you, it's hard to get position players and stuff. You can get pitchers any old time and every, anything else. But I think those guys were pretty de- were really good pitchers compared to just getting somebody uh, some uh, somebody off a heap or something like that from some other team that can't pitch really that great. Yeah, James, I appreciate it. I am very confident that the way this bullpen is constructed right now, uh, that they're going to be able to go out and get a, a skilled reliever or two. Generally more, look, the, those guys were valuable to the Rays in large part because of what they had left on their contracts. That's what's, uh, and, and they're good pitchers. That's part of it too, but part of their value is the club control that goes along with them. There's always going to be Fairly high-level relief pitchers that are going to be available on the trade market, veteran guys that are probably on a one-year deal, so they've got no time left after this year. And, and I think David Stern, you think of like a, a Drew Pomerantz is a great example of that, or a um, uh, an Anthony Swarzak. Like I'm just thinking about different pitchers that uh, the Brewers have grabbed here uh, over the last few years, and I think guys like that very much could end up back in the organization or not, you know, Guys like that will end up in the organization uh, at some point as we move forward. All right, Brewers and Padres playing game three of the game set tomorrow. Brewers have announced that Eric Lauer is going to get the start. He is going to be brought up from AAA where he has been uh, pitching well. It's going to be Eric Lauer on the mound. He is going to be opposed by Padres right-hander Chris Paddock. Paddock 2-3 and three with a 3.96 ERA. Once again, a 6.40 first pitch tomorrow. That means coverage is set to begin at 6.05. And myself and Jerry Augustine will be back with you again tomorrow following the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings. Once again, Brewers fall short. They lose to the Padres 7-1. Talk to you tomorrow night here on WTMJ.